couple unlucky mistakes down the stretch here for the Thunderbirds as McEwen now only two points away from tying up this match. 23-20 in favor of the Griffins. Wise sending this one across again. Smith does handle it cleanly. Hey everybody, my name is Jake. Alongside me are Eric, Liz, and Spencer of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. Overall, it was a fairly successful weekend for UBC Athletics. Basketball was a perfect 4-0 yet again. Volleyball went 3-1. And surprisingly, it was the women's team of the volleyball who faltered this past weekend. Men's rugby started the second half of their season with a nice cup win, while hockey was the sport that struggled with a 1-3 record against the tough Alberta Golden Pandas. Yeah, um, to start with that, let's jump in with some women's volleyball stuff. Um, the women's volleyball team still need to shake off some rust after their winter break. They split their two games for the second week in a row and losing the first game to Mackey when Griffins 3-2, to but bouncing back to take the second one 3-1. to The first game was a hard-fought five-side match, and the Thunderbirds dominated the first set 25-11, but then traded set with uh, the Griffins before losing the fifth uh, set, it, which is 15-11. It was a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde performance from the UBC offense. They hit 457 as a team in that first set, completely dominated, looked like they were going to cruise. Then they had negative 214 in the second set, lost by a lot. And then they also hit negatives in the final set as well. McEwen only had more than seven kills in one set. Besides that, they are putting up like five kills or six kills, but somehow managed to grind out three out of the five sets. Yeah, and speaking of the monster Kieran Reich, he <laughs> she uh, obviously led the team in kills, which is 18, but also had a season-high 16 attack errors. She had three aces, but also had five service errors. And um, other than that, Olivia Furland had another strong performance with 35 assists, 12 digs, and six aces, while Jade Robertson was efficient with eight kills, five blocks, and a zero... 0.412 hitting percentage. She was actually the only starter who hit better than um, 0.1%, which is, you can probably tell how the team works. Yeah, I mean, Van Rijk really, yeah. her that stat line really sums up Thunderbirds. It's, it's good eight, to get 18 kills. It's mm-hmm. terrible to get 16 attack errors. It's good to get three aces. Terrible to get five service yeah, errors. Just yeah. not a great all-around performance from yeah. this team. And the, they've been really up and down to start the new year. Right, like the whole system they play, it's a high-risk, high-award system, but also um, it kind of shows on their stats, stats sheet as well. And uh, speaking of Saturday's game, it was a completely different story, and the Thunderbirds were able to secure their win in four sets. They were much more consistent on offense, doing a better job of limiting their own errors. Uh, the t- two teams actually split the first two sets before UBC won the third and fourth, 25-17 and 26-24. Yeah, and this was a huge bounce-back game for Van Rijk. Uh, she had 20 kills on a 4-4-4 hitting percentage, uh, eight digs, four aces, just a huge game. Uh, Olive Ferlin as well, 34 assists, seven digs. And Robertson, again, uh, second on the team in kills with seven. Yeah, I think my favorite stat line of the night, though, is Bryn Passen. She hit negative uh, 0.77 on the night, had just four kills. But at five aces, team high there. Service specialist. I mean, usually when you get more aces than kills, either means it usually just means you're not playing that much. You're a serving specialist. But for her, she's actually an important piece of the team. It's kind of a weird because you want to say like, oh, that's good, contributed five points, but also 
that's a lot of attack errors. Well, four kills, so nine points. That's that's pretty significant. And then the attack errors, yeah, I mean, yeah, it hurts, but it's it's a good contribution overall. Yeah. I mean, it's okay when Van Rijk's doing this. Like, yeah. Hitting four forty four, it covers yeah. up a lot. Yeah, and we can see that actually, Coach Lockreimer is still figuring out his rotation for the stretch run. Tessa Davis had a big role after barely play, uh, barely playing against uh, Montreal Cougars for two weeks ago, while Sierra Hanley saw a bit less time and was not nearly as effective against McEwen. And speaking of that, Sierra Hanley had a combined three kills and five blocks with a, zero, a minus 0.1 hidden percentage on the weekend. She's someone Thunderbirds who need in the playoffs. I mean, they're now they're now nine and seven, two and two in the new year. I think we can agree that this team is better yeah. than that. You got Van Rijk, you got Furland leading the way. They're still fourth Canada West, still only just game ahead of McEwen, so that yeah. could be interesting with playoff seating. But the good news, they got a bit of a cupcake. <laughs> Coming up, uh, UBC Okanagan, two and fourteen on the season. Our, our sister school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just ha- having a bit of a rough go of it in a lot of sports lately. Are the are the Heat? Yeah, it doesn't help that we can just kind of poach their talent whenever we this, want. This is true. <laughs> but for the men's playoff yeah. push, it's on. It's happening. It's on. Uh, <laughs> I believe I called because Jake and I commentated the the game on Friday, and I called before the game that if they win both these two games that I think they'll make the playoffs. And they won okay. both two games, so... Mm-hmm. All right, time I'm, for I'm, to it, prove you're right. <laughs> yep. You got a lot riding. You got your pride riding on this as a commentator. Yeah, after a bye, first weekend of January, men's team started 2019 off right, sweep over McEwen, doubling their win total in the season. Bit weird to be saying that this late in the year. <laughs> <laughs> first game was a back-and-forth five-set win where UBC just managed to pull through thanks to four Thunderbirds recording double-digit kills and Ben Hooker putting up a season-best 55 assists. Yeah, and this win was due in large part to rookie Matt Eves, who despite not seeing a single second of conference play since uh, opening weekend was given the start, and he responded with a game-high 20 kills on a 0.5 hitting percentage along with six dicks. Yeah, and Jordan DeShane, uh, just unbelievable hitting percentage, 600 on the night, uh, got 10 kills, 5 blocks. Uh, Colton Liu and Michael Dahaniak, uh, less efficient, but they got... Uh, high kill numbers, at least 14 and 10, respectively. Now, Thunderbirds, they hit 322 as a team. It's not often you lose two of the five sets when you hit that well, but Thunderbirds had 26 service errors. That's, yeah, that's a, whole, that's a whole set of points that they just gave up at the line. Just giving the opposition free points is not usually a winning strategy, but they won the game, and then they won the next game, which was one of the wildest games of the season on, this on was, the Saturday. This was, this was a fun game. And so the Thunderbirds, they won the first two sets, Things looking good. And then the third set went the distance. And by went the distance, I mean it finished 37 to 35 in favor of McEwen. <laughs> it's a set and a half right there. Thankfully, the Thunderbirds finished off the Griffins with a much shorter fourth set win. I believe it was 25 to 18. Yeah, uh, this game, uh, led by the rookies, uh, again, Matt Neves, um, great performance, 14 kills, 9 digs, 7 blocks. James Tacken got his first real you know, extended run of play since uh, his uh, injury in November. He got 11 kills, 304 hitting percentage, but Dauhaniuk, 28 kills, 643 hitting percentage. Oh Just an goodness. unreal performance. I mean, 643 is incredible, even if you're on a small volume, but on that on, big on of a volume, kills? <laughs> that's yeah. just unthinkable. Some other, some other just fun stats for that night. So Dahaniak and Neves by themselves combined for more kills than McEwen's entire team. <laughs> Thunderbirds as a team hit 405 for the entire game compared to 180 for the Griffins. Hooker uh, set a new season high, second straight night, 57 assists. He had 112 assists on the weekend in the two games combined. And uh, Thunderbirds, 27 service errors. Come on, <laughs> Did guys. Did not fix that. You give, pull it together. Give the, the other team 27 free points and you win easily. It's... That just wow. shows how dominant they were in every other facet of the game. Mm. 
Have they tried underhand serving yet? <laughs> I'm not sure anyone you know, has. You know, it, w- it would definitely reduce the errors, but they yeah. might get a lot shoved back down their throats. It's the granny shot version in volleyball, but hey, if it works, I think they should try it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's what I do for tennis, actually. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever you can do. You, I mean, you've seen those... Th- like. For bad free throw shooters in the NBA, mm-hmm. like you should granny shot it because it looks stupid, but you'll score more. So maybe maybe this is what they need to do. They need to swallow their pride and underhand serve. Yeah. To to make. I mean, the you won't get very many aces, but it's better than this absurd total of yeah. service yeah. errors. Yeah, absolutely. After that, Thunderbirds are now four four ten, and it's ten thing Canada West, but there's two games out of the playoff spot. And next up is a home series against the UBC Okanagan, who are zero sixteen. Poor UBCO. <laughs> Hopefully, UBCO. it better be six and ten by next week. And I'm sorry, UBCO. If it's not, if but... we're if we're the first win of the season for these guys, I'm not gonna. I think that might be the nail in the coffin. <laughs> hey, uh, this might be the perfect game to try out the underhand serves because it doesn't seem go. like much will matter. Exactly. So, and uh, we can at least guarantee we won't give up a game's worth. Of points in service errors you know what yeah i think i think he's onto something there yeah so <laughs> gonna be pivoting now to the, the sport that even the volleyball's been a bit up and down lately basketball completely dominant for weeks now woo 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 the basketball train is leaving the station <laughs> ubc men's basketball is so hot right now they took on winless trinity westerns the uh, trinity western spartans this past weekend and it went exactly as you would expect the first game was 112 to 65 demolition Jaden cohey scored a game high 22 points patrick simon put up a season high 19 points in just 21 minutes of work and grant shepherd double double with 16 point, 16 points 10 rebounds and three steals boom goes the dynamite <laughs> yeah just not even close ubc up 24 points at the half and just kept extending that lead second half they shot 50 percent from the field 15 offensive rebounds trinity western committed 23 turnovers just uh that's how you get a uh what is it 50 point win <laughs> they d- they didn't even shoot good from three they were five for 26 from from beyond the arc and they still put up 112 points so i mean offensively they're they're having a, a pretty good season yeah. i think i guess that team. probably also says something about Trinity Western. I believe. It, well, I believe they are winless. They are winless, year. as yeah. as he did mention just uh, just a few yeah. seconds ago. <laughs> yep. They are winless. Um, the winless Trinity Western Spartans. It's, it's right there. I'm I'm reading it right yep. now. Yep. I think you actually wrote that for me, Jake. <laughs> um, uh, uh, also, I'd like to uh, shout out, uh, even in these really garbage games, we get to see some really good things. Their, uh, uh, UBC basketball is capitalizing on turnovers. That's awesome. Uh, they're you know all over those offensive rebounds, which will be clutched during the uh, playoffs, which the Thunderbirds have clinched a playoff spot with this win. So it's nice to see they're building their playoff repertoire early and are not taking the foot off the throat of winless opponents. There you go. Uh, the Thunderbirds took care of business in the second game as well, winning 100 to 80 and cracking 100 points for the fifth straight game. Manroop Claire bounced back from a quiet Friday night to drop 30 points on 10 of 20 shooting. Grant Audu put up a career high 23 points off the bench along with eight boards, and the Thunderbirds won in large part due to their ability to get to the free throw line. They shot 23 from 30 from the line compared to 9 to 15 for the Spartans. Do you think it's time for the Spartans to try granny shots on their free throws? You know, it just might be. Uh, although 9, nine for 15, not terrible um not great not certainly great. but not not uh i mean the worst free throw shooting we've been seeing is maybe from our own our own women's team and they're sort of winning games in spite of that free throw shooting because they're just doing so well from the field but uh yeah maybe maybe that's the team that needs to try that out uh mm-hmm. this game actually trinity western led 47 45 at the half um but a big third quarter from the thunderbirds they outscored uh the opposition 
24 to 17, and then 31 to 16, dominant fourth quarter performance. Yeah, and has been absolutely on fire as of late. He's averaging 13 and a half points and seven rebounds, just 20 minutes a game over the the last two weeks so far. That's just all of the 2019 games so far. He's actually putting up better numbers these last couple of weeks than he did in the five games he started at the beginning of the year, even though he's playing less minutes. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just found his role now. He's looking for that NBA Sixth Player of the Year award. It's a, it's a lot easier to get than an All-Star award, so I, I respect the hustle of getting getting <laughs> yourself on and then back off the bench to put up great uh, production. Um, this was not the uh, uh, this was not a banner game for Kohi, who uh, usually dominates, but grabbed a team high ten rebounds, but shot zero for nine from the field, scored five points from the free throw line. He's been in a bit of a shooting slump lately, just hitting eleven of his last thirty seven from three and twenty nine percent. This is the uh, the double edged sword. With uh, volume shooters like uh, Claire and Kohi, they take lots of shots. They usually make lots of shots, but when they don't, you're gonna have to look for other parts of the team to uh, to pick up the slack. And luckily, the rest of the Thunderbirds uh, picked up where Kohi was uh, was leaving off. Well, I mean, unless you're like Steph Curry, you're gonna go through some slumps at different points of the season when you're that high volume of a shooter. So he's going through it now. Better to go through it now than in the playoffs. So hopefully, gets back on track. Thunderbirds though still cruising, second in Canada West, thirteen and one. Calgary refuses to lose a game, so can't see UBC getting that first seed, but it is what it is. Uh, and they've had a bit of a soft schedule to start, uh, start the new year, and they play 15th place Brandon this weekend to continue that before playing a couple uh, better teams to end the regular season. The women's team, they also swept their competition. Trinity Western team, more of a having a, at least better season than the men's team. They're, they're a good team. But Thunderbirds put on a defensive clinic on the road. First game was a 76-64 victory. Keelan Filowich, Madison Penn both double-doubling, 18-13 for Filowich, 15-15 for Penn. Jessica Hansen added 14 points, while Gabrielle LaGuerta hit four threes off the bench and is now third in Canada West in three-point percentage. So great season from her. Yeah, the Spartans, um, 16 points in each of their four quarters, which is a little consistency. Consistent, uh, maybe not the best way to win a win a basketball game. They did shoot 39% from the field. The Thunderbirds shot 50% from the field, so that was a bit of an issue. Uh, UBC shot 7 from 14 from 3. Um, LaGuerta, obviously, had the uh, four, four threes off the bench. She was 4 for 6. Um, and uh, Hanson and Penn with the other triples. Uh, this team does a great job moving the ball. Hansen had only two assists, her lowest total since November 10th, but Philwich and Kate Johnson both had four. Hansen is still leading in Canada West in dimes, and the Thunderbirds have four players averaging at least two and a half assists a game. When are they finally going to add into Canadian basketball some hockey stats? Like, I want to see some hockey assists. Who made the pass to make the pass? That's what I really want to know. I believe that's being tracked a bit in the NBA now. So I'd, that's uh, but, yeah, but, but we're we're Canada. We love hockey. We should be all on top of <laughs> hockey assist people. I mean, ho- ho- the hockey assist as well. Like it's um it's uh, being introduced in a, in a limited capacity in soccer. It is a really interesting stat to look at uh, because obviously it's not always the person who makes the last mm-hmm. pass before the bucket that made the play. Um, the, the the thing that I like about basketball assists also is that they're kind of, kind of subjective because hockey assists are very objective and sometimes you'll get second assists for somebody who did like absolutely nothing. Um, but I think it would actually work really well in this sport, so I would like to see it implemented. Mm-hmm. And it just would hopefully shout out those team players who are thinking one pass ahead and are making those uh, really sweet plays down the break. You know, those outlet passers, it's usually, uh, I can guarantee we'll see more assists if we counted them <laughs> for uh, for our rebounding uh, machines down low, uh, Penn and uh, Phil Witch, who are pretty much have had a double-double every single game this season. It's pretty nuts. A second game, 
It was a blowout. Thunderbirds ran away 70-48. to Filowich, again, double-doubled, 15 points, 14 rebounds. Penn and Hansen scored 12 and 11 points, respectively. And Haley Council shook off a poor first game that saw her finish scoreless with 10 points on 4 of 8 shooting on Saturday. Yeah, and the defense, uh, even tighter in this game. UBC held Trinity Western to 13 points or fewer in every quarter. Just 28% shooting for the for the Spartans in this game. The Thunderbirds uh, weren't quite as good from the field. They shot 43% uh, and 31% beyond the arc. Um, but they had one of their best free throw shooting nights of the season. They were 10 for 12. That's so really that's an anomaly for this team. Uh, yeah, they, well, it's an improvement. Let's, uh, let's hope that that continues because if they can add free throw shooting, then I don't know who's going to stop them. That might be a complete team there. Um, <laughs> these two games were the uh, definition the of – they need. The free throw shooting is an often overlooked. Uh, I mean, a lot of people care about slam dunks. I personally care more about free throws. Um, <laughs> these two games were de- the definition of statement wins. Both teams were 8-4 and four heading into the weekend. The Thunderbirds were on the road, and they convincingly beat their opposition position to win their sixth and seventh straight games all about the fundamentals right spencer absolutely <laughs> that's what gets me excited i don't know about you guys i'm wearing my tim duncan jersey right now <laughs> great great entry feed great bounce pass Jose great back screen on. triple threat position there you go thunderbirds now fifth in canada west they're 10 and 4 they will spend the final three weeks of the regular season jockeying for that precious playoff seating next up is two road dates with two and 12 brandon before two big matchups with nine and five unbc and 12 and two alberta I'm going to level with you. I didn't know Brandon was in this conference. so <laughs> Well, it might not as well be. We're learning things every day here, people. Basketball teams. <laughs> so hopefully those games go well. Uh, We're going to take a quick break for ads. We will be right back. Discorder, that free magazine from CITR, has been documenting the best in music, arts, and culture since 1983. <laughs> Let's see what one man of prestige has to say about Discorder. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg, and I fucks with Discorder magazine. How about that? <laughs> Smokey every day. Pick up a copy around Vancouver or fuck with Discorder online at discorder.ca. You're invited to the launch party of Noise Complaint, a brand new podcast from CITR 101.9 FM. The party is on Friday, January 18th at the Avant Garden with live performances from Maneater and Hope. Doors at 9 p.m. and bands at 10 p.m. So looking at the hockey, uh, women's hockey visited Edmonton to take on the Golden Pandas this weekend. Uh, even though the Golden Pandas are the best hockey team in Edmonton, <laughs> the Birds put in a good performance against the conference leaders. Friday's game did feature our old friend the scoreless first period, but Ashley McFadden fired home a rebound in the second to break the deadlock. Alberta pushed hard in the third to find an equalizer, but eventually an empty net goal from Celine Tardif was enough to seal the win. Yeah, no f- uh, great performance from uh, Tori McLash. 27 shots, got the shutout. A lot of them good shots as well because Golden Pandas had two five-on-three power plays and Thunderbirds completely killed off both of them yeah you'd uh if you get one you're expected to score if you get two in a game you don't score that's kind of embarrassing well well good defense and good goaltending uh shot totals very worrying in this game uh UBC gave up 27 and managed just 12 and somehow they won this game two nothing it's fine um their opponents are the conference leaders uh they're the second in the country but they have been outshot quite badly in a lot of their recent games um so yeah that could be a bit of an issue. I mean, if you're giving up that many shots, not getting enough, it means the other team's really controlling the game, and if the other team's fully controlling the game and you're on the road, it's tough to win, and somehow they did, so I guess it worked. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, uh, on Saturday, it was basically the same game, but the reverse outcome. So after... it didn't work 100% of the time. Exactly. Uh, after another scoreless first, Alex Poznikov, great hockey name, uh, scored shorthanded midway through the second period for the first goal McLash would allow all weekend. Rylan McKinnon responded with a power play goal that tied the game with one. This game would head to overtime, solved nothing. Uh, Matea Fisher scored the first shootout goal for the Thunderbirds, but the other shooters were stopped. Thunderbirds lost a tough one 2 one yeah, and uh, no fault to the uh, newly named U Sports Female Athlete of the Week, Tori yeah. McLash. Absolute uh, a n- great weekend in great goal. Season. It was Tori McLash is having an incredible season for this team. It was like 9.58 save percentage or something was in the the press release from U Sports. Absolutely incredible. Can't blame her for this loss. No, I mean if you get a shot by 15 goals or 15 shots twice in a row, you can't really expect to win both of these games. Um, there are some positives. Both teams were close. Uh, despite both games were close, despite the shot counts. And now, if I just looked at the shots, if you didn't tell me which of the teams were playing, I would have said that the team that got 12 shots and then 13, they probably got trucked. But um, they scored more goals in the opposition over the weekend uh, in both games, and they lost the second in a shootout. So I mean, what can you do, right? Yeah, and I mean, defense, goaltending, we all know this team is elite in both Absolutely. those areas. They're but incredible. You also have to score the puck to win games, which can be an issue for them sometimes. So, But if they can do that... Less so scoring and more shooting. Like, I think if they just got more shots in that, they would be a much more higher scoring team purely on like law of large numbers. I mean, they just need to shoot more. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> just shoot. Uh, tough weekend for the men's team, though. Uh, Friday's game, actually, they played pretty well. Uh, they fell just short. The visitors scored on a deflection halfway through the first, but the birds tied it up three minutes later with a great feed from Tyler Sandu that Austin Glover buried. Grayson Polinchuk, now that's a hockey name. Another Grayson Polinchuk got a lucky bounce off a Thunderbird player to retake the lead. Beautiful passing play with just under seven minutes left, tied the game at two. Uh, this was seriously one of the best goals I have seen from the Thunderbirds. Uh, Gruel hits James with a stretch pass to the blue line. James finds Popoff on the zone entry, and Popoff with the backhand saucer pass to Vetteral, who finds Twine. Incredible team goal. Uh, UBC did actually look strong in OT, but they took two straight penalties and gave up a five and three, five versus three in overtime, which is not something you want to do. Alberta was able to score on that. So uh, what we learned from that overtime is that special teams are important. UBC 0 of Hot 3 team. on the Special power play. Important. Alberta 2 of 5, including <laughs> the game winner. And also, that 5 on 3 to come after UBC had already killed a full penalty in overtime. You can't take three penalties in overtime. Don't do that. Spend the entire overtime down a man. You don't then... even have a chance to score. Um, I mean, honestly, and UBC looked great in the entire rest of the game. Toth made 35 saves. Toth had a great game. Uh, the defensemen great, were great making. Great weekend for goalies. Really, yeah. Uh, the defensemen were making. Well. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, but <laughs> Foreshadowing. The, but the defensemen were good, making good breakout passes. They dominated possession, especially in the third. Uh, two Alberta goals on deflections. The third was on a 5-on-3. Uh, you have to feel as though UBC deserved the win here, but you don't always win the games you deserve to. Uh, Saturday's game was a different story. Did, uh, did they uh, deserve to win the, on Saturday? <laughs> no. No, they didn't. Uh, there was a scoreless first, so that's three for four on the weekend. Uh, the game fell apart in the second. A big rebound off of Toth, uh, hit a defender, and sort of landed perfectly for Paul and Jack. Uh, easily scored opening minutes of the second. Later in the frame, Luke Philp, not Philip, Philp, found a high glove side hole and exploited it twice, tripled the lead established by Paul and Chuck. He would add a third before the end of the period to complete the natural sa- uh, hat trick, and Ore and Sanford scored in the third to seal the 6 nothing win. It's it's not good. Nope. It's, there's no there's not really any positives. No, nope. they looked they looked okay in the first, and then Paul and Chuck scored, and everything just fell apart. They got outshot fourteen to two in the second period. Yeah, it's rough. The, Al- <laughs> Alberta got more goals than UBC got total shots. That's that, twice as many goals. Twice as, as, as many goals as UBC shots. had shots in that that's, period. Yeah, that's you're not going to win like that. <laughs> no. They still got outshot in the third. It was only by four, but 
still, that's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, well... <laughs> Come home, please. <laughs> <laughs> UBC has lost four straight. This is a problem. Less um, than ideal. Less than ideal playoffs are on the horizon, but the next game is the Winter Classic. Uh, and as I mentioned, um, and Matt, as Matt Hewitt, rather, I mentioned in our interview uh, last year, uh, the Winter Classic, the UBC players feed off this crowd energy. There's a sellout crowd. Everyone's loud. Everyone's rowdy. Um, and he's actually said that that served as a turning point for them in, in season. So hopefully that can be the case again here. Yeah, and um, th- up next, let's talk about something about rugby. And it has really been a while since we talked about rugby, but the UBC men's team came back to the pitch this last Saturday in a really big way. In their second meeting of the 2018-2019 to school year against the rivals, rivals Victoria Vikes, the T-Birds actually triumphed. 28 to 23, and extended their lead in the Legend Cup rivalry series, as well as claimed the Wakeman, yeah, the Wakeman boot. Hey, this this game was actually it was the part two or the second leg of the uh, the Whitman boot boot series between the two schools. Uh, UBC came into this 19 point advantage because they won the first game 45 26. So they had quite a bit of a of a cushion heading into this one. Yeah, this one was actually a much closer affair than that one. Um, there were several lead changes, but UBC would pull away on two late scores to secure the boot for a sixth consecutive ze- season. Take that, Uvic. Yeah, just to give a quick recap of what went down, Victoria. They st- actually struck first, took the lead seven minutes in. Vike Center, Graydon Bowed intercepted the ball, took it to the house, 40-yard try. They converted it. UBC was up, uh, not UBC, UVic was up 7 nothing. UBC quickly responded with a penalty kick and a try of their own, made it 10-7. to UBC was up 17-15 at the half, and given that they were already up 19 points coming into the game, 21-point advantage in a half is probably not going to be overturned. It wasn't. UVic scored another try right at the start of the second half. Again, UBC quickly responded, took the lead. They cruised to victory from there. Yeah, and Adam McQueen, a uh, great day for him. Uh, 18 points. Uh, he got one try, two converts, and three penalty kicks. So triple threat there, scoring from all over the field. Yeah, it has been a great first year for head coach Curry uh, Hitchburn, and he has led the th- uh, Thunderbirds to their second trophy this season after um, the Spence McTavish Cup, if I correct me if I say wrong. And this Saturday, uh, the Thunderbirds will kick off the Vancouver Rowing Club in Premier League action, looking for revenge after VRC beat them 24-23 in the first game of the season back in September. I mean, men's rugby, they don't often have revenge games. They don't yeah. They don't often have to they avenge They don't have losses. someone to have revenge against, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess uh, they do this time. But against know. a rowing club, it's not even a rugby team. <laughs> they don't even play rugby; they <laughs> row. <laughs> hey, I used to play for that team years ago. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lovely clubhouse. Check it out, Stanley Park. Not bad. Thank you, Spencer. Uh, <laughs> so looking Plugging ahead, the rivals. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm a spy. All right. Well, now we know uh, what what the whole reason that he's here in the first place. Um, it's looking on behalf ahead. of Vancouver Rowing Club Rugby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the long game. <laughs> this is uh yeah. Um, so we have a uh, the Winter Classic, as I mentioned, uh, coming up on this Friday. Come to the Winter Classic. It's going to be awesome. Good hockey. Yeah, good Hopefully. hockey. Uh, they're playing the Calgary Dinos, who are not good, so expect many goals um, for the UBC Thunderbirds. Lots to cheer about. Um, there'll be cool like events around the concourse and stuff. It's going to be a good game. Um, we've got men's volleyball taken on UBCO, as we mentioned. Uh, not a great team either. Uh, women's Playoff basketball. push. Playoff push for men's volleyball, and women's volleyball will be playing UBCO as well. Uh, women's basketball against Brandon, and as uh, as you mentioned, the game coming up for rugby against Vancouver Rowing Club. And we've also got women's rugby sevens in the Canada West Women's Rugby Sevens series in Edmonton. We'll be taking on Alberta and Regina before uh, maybe some playoff shakeout there. And uh, with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. 
best way to keep up to date with UBC Sports news and stories, besides listening to this show, of course, uh. is to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake, Eric, Liz, and Spencer with contributions from the late, great Jacob Ayer. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your evening.